twisted sister. Come out and play. I'm ready to play with the big boys. <laughs> What's up, nation? Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg is back. This is Chris. This is Greg. And we are ready to rock with some Twisted Sister. I'm ready, baby. Uh, do you got your makeup on, Chris? I got my makeup on. I had the kids do it. <laughs> uh, let's talk care of some business and let's get right into it, man. All right, man. I'm ready. Uh, at BigTalkCG.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. At BigTalkCG on Twitter. Also Facebook. We are the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. If you go to our Instagram bio, you can click on our link tree. Link, go straight there. Tells you every single place you can listen to us at. If you can think of it, we're on it. I love that. All of our social media, it's all in one place. Bookmark it. Make it your favorite. Smash it, man. Bookmark it. Bookmark it. Um, Yeah, man, we're going to do a little uh, Twisted Sister Man, I am super excited. Um, I think for both me and Greg, it's a band we're both very familiar with, but not so much that we're familiar where I've gone, at least for me, I've gone through and I've listened to the albums, at least not as much as I've listened to them leading up to this episode. I was familiar with the, you know, the releases, their singles, their greatest hits, you know, the, you know, compilation albums they have. But man, I'm going to tell you this, in between those singles and those greatest hit songs, there's a lot of hidden gems in there. And I was super excited, you know, to get to listen to all those. It was great for me. I want to agree with you. I want to say I knew of the band. I I think I own The Hungry was the only one I, I owned. Um, knew of the band, knew of a lot of the singles, um, knew a lot of the, the big hits, knew all the videos, but did not know a lot of the deep cuts, which I definitely did my homework on and and seeing that man, so I'm ready to roll, man. This is sounds. Yeah. Uh, this is something that I'm unfamiliar with, but you know, Chris brought it on, and here we go, man. We're yeah, talking about you know what? Twisted Sister. Let's give a little background. These guys have been around in some shape or another since 1972. Jesus, 1972. They had you know their early years. They're you know from uh, 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 Ho Ho New Jersey is where Hello. they are. Um, is that near Bon Jovi's? Hometown. It might be. It might be. These one of these guys might be John Bon Jovi's dad. I don't know. They're old enough. <laughs> um, really, you know, the, one of the JJ French, uh, John Segal, who was one of the founding members. You know, played in and out of some bands. Uh, they were called Silver Star. They were trying to be the New Jersey version of the New York Dolls. Oh, okay. Um, there's this great documentary. I was telling Greg about it. I think he's seen it too. Just not for a while. I just watched it over the weekend. It's called, I believe, is We Are Twisted Sister. It just takes place. It shows all their early days. They played in the clubs for, you know, ten years, ten plus years before they got a record deal. Um, and it shows them all their career all the way through their huge uh, "Stay Hungry" album, which we will talk about. Um, so go watch that if you really want to get in depth. I'm just going to skim over some of the stuff. It's a great documentary. Go watch it if yeah, you enjoy Two Sister. Go watch it. It's great. Check it out, man. Um, so they had a band, uh, Silver Star. Um, they changed the name to Twisted Sister. Some people came in, some people came out. They needed a new singer. Got D. Snyder for their singer. Um, uh, Eddie Ojeda came in on guitar. They had like seven drummers throughout their career. Oh, um, Mark Mendoza with his hard hitting bass when he joined it, he really took him to another level. Uh, AJ Perro was the last one to, to join for the classic lineup of Twisted Sister. That 
um, came in and then, you know, finally when they got their record deal, finally after like, dude, you got to watch a documentary, dude. It's great. They, they had a guy that signed him to a record and then had a heart attack on the plane back <laughs> from visiting with them. No record deal. They had a record deal with a company called Secret Records. They were going to record. I believe it was the day after their album came out, the record label went bankrupt. Oh. No promotion. So eventually they got signed by Atlantic, who told them many times, we will never sign you. You are the worst band. The, 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 um, yeah. the president of the company was like, no. He said, if anybody ever mentions this band again, you will be fired. I do not want to sign this band. They ultimately signed this band. Uh, they actually signed it. They had a guy that was actually working in England. They actually started getting a following in England, and he didn't know how much the president of Atlantic hated him, uh -huh. but he signed him to Atlantic. He worked for Atlantic, and uh, the, the, the president got mad until he saw exactly what they were doing and how much they were selling without any airplay or any records, what they were selling out, 3,000, 5,000-seat auditoriums and everything like this. It was great. But yeah, man, they struggled in the club days. Um, but they put on a great live show. They were doing summers all in the New York area, Long Island area, where they would book all their things. And they would do a whole summer. Whole summer in New York, dude. They were residents, resident band at two places. And then oh, they okay. do all these other theaters and stuff like that. So they were making a living. They were doing enough to make a living. They didn't have to do anything else. So they would survive off their summer doing some shows, you know, in the off season kind of for them. But man, they... Man, the great story, great struggle. I, re I do remember that documentary yeah. just being like a really great documentary on like the the uh, version of, of yeah. Sister, which I never knew. So I remember checking it out. I think it was on Amazon, if I'm right, that I saw it It may on. have been. Yeah, sometime it was on one of the bigger ones, but now I think it's on Tubi oh, okay. is where it's at. Struggle through a couple commercials, but dude, it's worth it. Let's go ahead and start this out. Yeah. First album. Under the Blade. All right. Um, got released in September of 82. It actually got re-released in 85 as well, a little remix. Um, but let's go ahead and start it. This is song, first song is called... We're only, uh, we didn't have the time to play every song from every album. So we got a list. We're taking about six al songs from the first couple albums, six songs from the f second, or excuse me, the last two albums. In that middle one, Stay Hungry, we're going to try to hit them all. That was the album that they sold, Three and a Half Million. It was yeah. their huge album. Uh, let's go ahead and get it started. This song is called uh, What You Don't Know Sure Can Hurt You. I thought this was a great opening song from uh, uh, this. Yes. So as it as it starts off and you're like, you know, okay. It's hitting me in the face. Like, all right, cool. From the album cover, I'm like, who are these guys? Yeah. Or who are these girls? Yeah. You, you they're know? wearing makeup. They got fringe. Uh I believe this is the song they opened their shows with. Um, and man, and just watching live clips of these guys. Yeah. Man, it's they put on a show. They're they're all they're they're in. They're uh, what's what's the phrase I'm looking for? They're invested. Okay. They're gonna make you leave think, saying, "Oh my God, that's the greatest show I've ever seen." And that's why they had people going to them when they were you know house bands going and seeing them three four times a week every week. They just had that following in that yeah. Northeast area. You know, one thing I want to say about D. Schneider's voice, that his voice from this album will say from the, the final album that we're going to talk about, Love is for Suckers, it has that same vocals where he didn't change his 
his voice didn't change through all five albums. Mm-hmm. So he, he knew how to take care of it. He knew how to use it. And he sounds great, man. It's on this one. So as an opening uh, album, sorry, as an opening song for this album, Killer, it's, it rocks, dude. I'm, 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 I'm invested. I'm actually paying attention now. How about yeah, that? Yeah, sometimes a, an opening track can make and break. But, yeah. man, if you pick this up and you're like, what the fuck is this? And you push play, you'd be like, okay, I, I can, I'm in it. I'm yeah. in it. I can listen to this. Um, straight up rock band. Um, great. A lot of sing-along choruses. G- great, dude. Great. Uh, let's That's go. That's what it sounds like, huh? I agree with you on a lot of sing-along chorus. Let's go ahead and go to the next song. All right. So this song is called "Bad Boys of Rock and Roll." Uh, by the way, dude, all tracks written by D. Snyder, solo writing. And uh, the re- the way he got into it was, you know, J.J. French was really writing all the music before D. came in. I think he was still kind of the singer. Uh, D. Snyder wrote. You know, said, yeah, I write songs, and he had never really written songs, and he wrote a song, and it was about his girlfriend at the time, Suzette, who he writes a song for, we'll talk about it later, and JJ's response was, oh, that's cute, it's about Suzette, and D. <laughs> and D. Snyder took that as like, oh, really, you don't think I can really write a song? Oh, about okay. It? And he said he was on a mission to prove to him that I can write songs, and I can write the best songs in the world, and he pretty much wrote every song that Twisted Sister ever did. And so I think he proved his point. He did. Um, they took this song, uh, Bad Boys of Rock and Roll, and actually I think one of their tours in the early 80s, they called it the Bad Boys of Summer or Bad Boys of Rock and Roll Tour where they kind of changed up their look a little bit, you know, kind of tried to not reinvent, but like, hey, it's not going to be the same thing as last year. Something new. This is a big track for them. Nice. Uh, it worked. And oh, I, yeah. I do like the story with uh, JJ and, and D and stuff like that, dude. He has a disappointed, man. Let's go ahead and go to the next track. The next track is one of my favorite songs by Twisted Sister. All right. Let's go. Start off rocking, bro. I really yeah, like dude. it, man. This is uh, Shoot Him Down. This is... Uh, like I said, one of my favorite songs uh, that they've ever done. But man, this first album for me is solid. Um, I love it, dude. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bad Boys was actually released as a single. I mean, they didn't really chart anywhere from any songs um, off of this album anywhere. Um, uh, uh, Bad Boys of Rock and Roll, Under the Blade, and I'll Never Grow Up Now were the all three of the singles, but... No charting for them, and the album did not chart either. It's rocking, bro. And you know, all the makeup on, like you said, they were like a New Jersey version of the New York Dolls. I kind of believe it. I mean, I do remember seeing some pictures and... You know, of their first look yeah, they're with fun. makeup and shit like that, dude. And it was kind of scary. Or like, you know, you can have girls put your fucking makeup on, dude. Now, I remember, uh, you know, so Dee's girlfriend. Uh, well, well, let's go to the next song. This next song is called Destroyer. This is one of the... Well, we got Rambo here. Rambo's in the studio. Hold on. <laughs> He's drinking some beers. Good thing I put light beer in there. <laughs> um this is one of the, a fan favorite, you know, that they play live. Um, not a well-known song. This is a deep cut. I okay. like this song. It chugs along. It's heavy. It's about a guy. He's the destroyer. He's coming to get you. 
Uh, but in their early days, when D was dating Suzette, he remember there's a story he tells where he commented like, "Oh, I really like your shirt," and she was like, oh, "Okay." And then like a couple weeks later on stage, he's wearing the same shirt. <laughs> she actually goes to see the show wearing the shirt. She looks up, he's wearing the same shirt. She's like, "Okay." Never again. She, and, and she was like, why don't I just make your outfits for you so you're not wearing my clothes kind okay. of a thing. So she actually was the costume designer. Um, then she started doing like their makeup and all that kind of stuff for them. So before when they were wearing like blouses and really, really yeah. feminine. And they kind of turned that corner to what you kind of remember as like a twisted sister, you know, with the black and the colored fringe and shit. She kind of was there when that corner was turning. And so kind of... I like the song. It's killer. That was killer, man. It's dark. That was a good story on that, yeah, man. It's good. Good stuff. But I mean, I guess that's what both these stories bring out when bands are first beginning yeah. or first listening to their. So you said this is a fan favorite? Yeah. Hmm. Got that chance on destroyer. Put oh, okay. your fist destroyer. All right, it does. Got just a chug. Like a... Um, let's go ahead and go to the next song. You All ready? Right. Are yeah, you ready. ready? Are you ready? You know, I'm ready to take it under the blade. I hope you're ready to take it under the blade. And this was actually one of the songs. Um, that pissed off Tipper Gore because remember she thought that it was about like sadism, masochism. Man. It didn't make the filthy fifteen, but this was it one was of the songs one. where she's lot. It was all sexual and stuff, and it's about like a surgery. Yeah. <laughs> so it just goes to show. I am the beholder. Man. I am the beholder. She's the dirty minded one. Yeah. And if you want to learn more about music censorship and the filthy fifteen, we have a two part episode. Uh. I, early I, what in is our, it like eight and nine something, yeah, like, something that. like that it's pretty early uh, those are great episodes we get a lot of you know feedback on those people didn't realize they were going to get such a whole great education but right come from out, us on yeah, that dude they come out learning some stuff yeah, uh, yeah I the, think even we learned small things yeah, we that did. we didn't know about this, especially that the, the, the PMRC and the 5015 you know we were like you know country songs and I I forgot who was what we, was on there. Me and Chris were like, really? This song is on here? Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds mm-hmm. good. So this was the album I had said earlier was released by Secret Records. Yeah. But never really got the push that it kind of could have had because they went bankrupt. You know, then they get signed to, to Atlantic and, uh, you know, that starts their run on their on their rest of their career, did it, basically. Did Atlantic reissue it or was it kind of like do the album again? They, I believe that they did give them the reissue. Okay. But man, this song's killer. A guitar. Underrated musicians. They're just tight. They're really tight. Yeah, they are, right? And I think everybody from General does that. So really, D, D is the only one that got the writing credit on all these songs? And he was legit writing the music and the lyrics for everything. Fuck, man. That's huge. But JJ owns the name of Twisted Sister. I don't know what's going on. Um, but you said he was the original member. He was one of... So he won... Let's go to the next song. So this is actually... Uh, uh, I'll Never Grow Up Now. Uh, this was one of the other singles uh, from the album. Uh, obviously, no charting, but... Uh, so JJ was in, a, in the band called Silver Star, and then they changed their name to Twisted Sister, and okay. then a bunch of people left, 
And then he said, well, I need a band now. So he got a couple other people in there. Then it was a four-piece or something like that. J.J. French was singing. He has a very limited range. We need a singer. They recruited D. Snyder. Then they, you know, started getting the other pieces and started putting okay. them on there. So yeah, he was like the founding member, like a couple incarnations before it became Twisted Sister. But when it really comes to the like Twisted Sister, before they even came out with an album, they the classic lineup came together. Got but it. I don't know who owns the name. Maybe we own it. Ah. Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg owns the name Twisted Sister. Sorry, D. Is it part of our LLC? Sorry, JJ. Yeah, <laughs> it's been part of the LLC. So let's look. Um, Fast Eddie Clark was uh, does an extra uh, guitar solo on one of the songs we didn't listen to. Okay. Um, and then there's a couple other drummers they had where they were still kind of having drummers come in and out. Joey Brighton drums on a couple tracks. Joe Petri uh, drums on three tracks. And then the producer was Pete Way from UFO fame, oh, I believe. Shoot, really? So he was the producer on this. Um, yeah, dude. So And when they did the remix, Mark Mendoza, who's their bass player, did help with some of the remixing and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, this album in 82 hit number 70 in the UK. Oh, on reissue in 85, it hit 125 in US, number 40 in New Zealand. Wow. All right, dude. Let's go. You ready to go to the next, yes, uh, ready to go next, to the next, next song? Let's go. I love this. Yeah, dude, I love this song. Dude. The kids are back. Great opening track again. Right. Another great opening track for these guys. Uh, this is their second album, uh, released in June 17th, 83. You can't stop rock and roll. What a great name for an album, dude. <laughs> and you know what I was telling you earlier, Chris, was see that first album, it has a certain sound. You can tell a progressive new a different a little bit of different sound on the second album yeah like we we're are we're a little more different in our writing we're a little more different in this and this and d's voice still sounds good very similar to that first album you know something like that good screams yeah good face fist pumping sure. stuff. Uh, loving what i'm hearing man i love this song uh Let's look at this. They had, a, you know, they released a couple tracks from this. Uh, this was actually their number two single. They released. Let me look at some charting information. Here we go. Uh, right. The kids are back. You only in the UK did it chart. Uh, number thirty-two. The song charted in the UK. So this is when they were still building their following in the UK. They hadn't really hit it big in the US. Only in that northeast area. Sounds good, man. Love it, man. All right, let's go. Next track. You know what I was going to say about um, J.J. French and um, was others? Eddie. Eddie Ojeda. And Eddie Ojeda. These two guys never seem like they are shredders. Mm -mm. Right? So they weren't really known for shredding or super technical solos that just ain't. It sounds, but it sounds like good duo 
Like when you go back and look at duos, oh yeah, albums, duo songs, duo bands that just have two great guitar players that just complement each other. Mm-hmm. These guys are definitely one of those on that on that list. That kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah, they're not they're not shredding. There are some good guitar solos for sure, but yeah, they're not all over the place. You know, they're really in that twisted sister cut, just rocking. I just like the feel of the song. The bass is just thumping along. Right. I was gonna say that too about you know what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, Mark Mendoza. Mark Mendoza, who just is an ugly motherfucker. This guy is ugly, man. With or without makeup, this motherfucker's ugly. <laughs> but he knows how to have that deep, low-end bass. You know, I, I never... He's no geezer butler, but, you know, it sounds like he's holding his own. Oh, dude, he's more you than know? holding his own. He's... he's uh, The next song, you know, he's really hitting it in Ride to Live. Live to Ride is a great song. This one is like a knife in the back. I just like to feel this song. Um, you know it's, you know what we're doing here, dude? It's like, you know when you throw skip a stone on the lake... Mm-hmm. And it goes kick, 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 kick. That's what we're going to do with these albums We're going to hit some of the songs We're going to skip over some of them That's why we're only hitting six off a time Let's go to the next song Got it, man Ride to Live, Live I love the bass and drums in this song Right it just... uh, It's great And when they hit that chorus That last chorus It's just heavy on It's like they turn it up And it, yeah. just, it just hits you like thunder It's great Man D, all written by D. Snyder again on this <laughs> album, all of them. Let's look. Let's see. Stuart Epps was the uh, producer on this one. Uh, I'm wow, not really with something different. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with his. He's a British producer. I, I really don't have much about him. But man, you hear that? It's great. Yeah, and it, like you said, his voice goes well. I mean, just in the sense of. You know, ride to live, and he just fucking—he's almost dialed the raspiness down a little bit. Yes, there you go. That's a good way to say that too. He's almost felt like he dialed the raspiness down. So we're gonna say he did. He dialed it down a little bit. And that bass is sounding killer. Yeah, dude. All right, let's go. Next song. That's the name of the song. (laughs) I am. I'm me. Uh, this was uh, the first single that they released off of this album in March of 83. Get this, Out of Town. This was the single? The first lead-off single that mm-hmm. they did? Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, I Am, I'm Me, The Kids Are Back, and You Can't Stop Rock and Roll were the singles off of this album. Huh. I mean... You got me on that one. You know, there, there is... It's... The, the, the album's very, like, to me, this one, very consistent. It doesn't have, like, oh, that's the single. That's a single, that's a single, and that one's kind of like... The body, you almost, you know, the body work the is body better than individual. Is, is a whole... Is better than the pieces. Correct. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. We've wow. never really used that before term mm-hmm. on, no. on the album. Originally, like, him, uh, this is crap, this is crap, this is the bad, this is the single, this is the single, yeah, there's the album. This, like, this one, it's like, as a whole, you're like, oh, yeah, but you're not going to listen to any of them and go, that's the standy. Oh, my God, okay. yeah. So it's all solid. Loving it. 
So when you said they did a single, was there videos for this kind of stuff or not really? Let's see. I, um, I, I, th- I We know that the next album, there's videos, but was it just kind of like live performances maybe? So they did videos for Bad Boys of Rock and Roll, Under the Blade, and they did a music video for this song, I Am I Me, The Kids Are Back, and You Can't Stop Rock and Roll. Okay. They did music videos for all those songs. But nothing memorable. And, and you know what you said more about the Nut Shredders? This is more of the classic style of how Twisted Sister did solos. It kind of like went along with the song. They weren't shredding. It just was, just you know what I mean? Yeah. It was so. But that, but I mean that was that's, the that's that was sound. the style yeah. of what Twisted Sister became. Yeah. Like I said, you know those guys. I don't ever remember them like looking at them like one of those guys being on Guitar Magazine. It was both of them. Yeah. As a unit, not a single. Yep. You know. We're not, you know, as a rhythm section, J.J. French is the best rhythm. As as the lead guitarist, you know, Ojeda was the guy. But I think they complemented each other very well. Yeah. I mean, like Warren and Robin from Rat, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah, show. exactly. Except for yeah. Warren. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, I was going a little. I'd get what I was saying. trying to compare, but not, you know. Let's go to the next song. All right. For a band that is absolutely not known for their ballads, after I listened to all five of these albums, they have some really good ballads. And quite frankly, until I started listening for this show, I don't even remember ever hearing this song. I don't remember hearing it either. And I was like, wow, dude. Yeah, this one took it, me. It's called You're Not Alone. It's Suzette's song. It's also called Suzette's song, which he wrote for his then girlfriend or wife. I'm not sure exactly when they got married. But... It's just, I don't know what, it's a, it's a beautiful song. It's not one of my favorite power but ballads, it, but it's a great, dude. It, maybe he he doesn't do the tongue-in-cheek type of ballad where like, hey, baby, I love you, and I know uh, this and this and this, or baby, I'm sorry I broke your heart type of bullshit. He's just kind of singing on how he feels yeah. about he wrote it for her. being I love it. around her, you know what I mean? Not more like, yes, it's a love song, but... You know? I mean, that goes back to saying how smart this guy, the singer D. Schneider, very is with his lyrics and stuff. Yeah. And we know, me and you, Chris, we know how fucking smart this guy is. Yeah. I mean, he is smart from being in court or being somewhere else, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, I I'm, I think he on his lyrics, he definitely does oh, yeah. hidden things to not be the straightforward Hey Suzette, I love you and I want to be with you forever. It's not like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna say it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the long road home and yeah. get to my point. That kind of stuff. Yeah, look, I was uh, so surprised when I heard the song. At least in my opinion, how good it was. Yeah, I was like, this has every piece that you want a power ballad to be. It's got heart. It's got passion. Power in the vocals. The gu- listen to the guitar powering through it. You are not alone. I love it, dude. Yeah. I, I love it. That was a good explanation of that, man. Making the point. You're not alone. I'm here with you. Yeah. You're not alone, Chris. I'm here with you. I know. <laughs> Greg's song. This is a Big Talk song. <laughs> this song is for the Big Talk Nation. You are not alone. Oh, I love it. Let's go to the next one. All right. Ready? So this is the uh, title track. You can't stop rock and roll. And you know what? You can't. You cannot stop, stop rock it. and roll. If you try, you die. Whoa. So uh, with the three tracks here that we heard that um, <clears throat> were singles, we have some charting. 
Uh, I Am I Me, which was their first single, charted at number twi- 25 in Ireland, 18 in the UK. The Kids Are Back, uh, number 17 in Ireland, number 32 in the UK, and You Can't Stop Rock and Roll, which we are currently listening to. It hit number 25 in Ireland and number 43 in the UK. So let me ask you this much. Go for it. it. Is any of these albums, did they go gold? This one did. This one was gold. This, this one, one sold 500,000. Um, let me go back to Under the Blade and see what I got. So they're for, pretty they're pretty much workhorses and they kind of This one didn't really do it on that first album cuz it didn't sound like you said. No, they, they didn't. And this one they hit 500,000 and actually US Billboard um, it did hit 130 in UK it hit 14. Oh, okay. So so they're they're, they're they got a following in the UK. Yeah. Huh? They had a big following uh follow, uh, following over there. <laughs> Just like us. And you know New Caledonia. They tell some great stories um on that documentary, I'll just pass another one along. We were talking about Motorhead earlier. They actually befriended Lemmy. Oh, okay. And Lemmy invited them to come play at some outdoor festival that Motorhead was headlining. Special guest from the U.S., Twisted Sister. And they it was a rowdy bunch. They started there to see Motorhead. So they were actually a little nervous about going on a stage. We're dressed like women. We're wearing makeup. These guys are going to fucking kill us. They actually discussed taking off the makeup and playing in their street clothes. And Dee Snyder said, you know, I didn't struggle for 10 plus years in the clubs doing the, my way or our way to give up now. No, we're going out there. And right when they're getting ready to go out on the stage, Lemmy comes out to introduce them and says, hey, these are my friends from the US, Twisted Sister, give them a listen. So just him going out there gave him just enough room, you know, to get out there and kind of show them what they got before they kind of... Just give him a little cred? Give him a little cred. And D. Snyder said it's one of the greatest ovations he's ever gotten at a live performance was after that show. He, they really won him over. It's that live show that they do is just amazing. That's and and I, I've seen him once. I saw him play at the House of Blues in Hollywood. Uh, man, they're great. They put on a great show. That's a good story on that dude. one because you're right, dude. I was going to say, did they, you know, put like their street clothes on, like their jeans, you know, like mm. their Canadian tuxedo on and just kind of, you know, just go out and do it. But they didn't, man. No, they didn't. It fucking sounds great, man. Great. Um, solid album again. Um, so they're just putting out solid rock and roll. So now they're signed to Atlantic. Yeah. All right. Now we're going to see that this band can actually sell albums. They sold 500,000 or a couple hundred thousand that they sold. Now Atlantic's really going to get behind them. Let's throw some money at them. Let's get some airplay. Let's get some advertising. Let's do some big music videos. Let's get them on MTV. Dee Snyder tells a story. He got approached by the president. You know, Dee was afraid of like, oh, we have our, I don't want to alienate our fans. I'm just, you know, I want to make sure we're pleasing our fans. And uh, the president said, do you want to make those 200,000? you want to sell albums to those 200,000 that like you? Or do you want to sell it to the other 800,000? They were thinking of millions in sales. And D was like, well, the answer is, yeah, I want to sell, I want to sell millions. So, you know, kind of a more, next album's a little more well-produced. Um, and it was just hand-delivered to everybody. Let's go ahead and go. The album, Stay Hungry, title track. The right. I know that was a mouthful, but... That, but it was good. It laid, it laid some groundwork to this in there. And I'm so, I know I might be talking fast because I'm just so excited about Because I know a lot of people, just like us, and we're not afraid to admit it, we're doing a show about a band that we weren't 
100% familiar with, yeah. so we had to go listen to it. And we had to familiarize ourselves with it. And we're coming out the end saying, other end saying, oh my God, this band is really good. They're better than I thought. And I'm totally digging it, and I hope you guys dig it too. I'm just, we're just excited to share it with you. Now, do you, do you think the guys in the band didn't appreciate just D on this album cover? Because it really is tongue-in-cheek on this album cover, right? He's in his makeup, right? This is full-on Twisted Sister. This right is full-on Twisted Sister. He has a, a bone in his hand, mm-hmm. which kind of looks fake because it's overly big. But could be a cow bone. Yeah, but I mean, is it... Dino bone. I don't know. Right? I mean, on the first album, all the guys were there. Yeah. Second album was just our logo, right? Fine, you got me. Third album, now you just got D. The focus is that D with just the makeup. And now, if you turn the album over, of course, you have the other guys. You, you can see everybody in the band. Yeah. But, I mean, this album, which is their biggest selling album, now it just has D on the cover, looking real cartoonish or the look. Larger than life kind of a thing. Larger yeah. than life. I don't know. <clears throat> okay, let me ask you this much. First album, great opening. Second album, great song. This, is this caliber just as... I don't think this is the best opening song on any of their albums. Um, it's okay. You know, it, it's... They're staying hungry. We've got to stay hungry. We've got to keep pushing. It kind of goes along with the story of the band. Yeah. Um little bit more of a guitar solo here um it's not the best but their opening tracks so far have been really good right? so what are you going to compare it to something that's great and, and say it's not as good as those well yeah but it's still good it's still good I'm down with it i'm with you on still good i just don't think as good as that the first I agree. two albums i agree all right um so yeah dude stay hungry opening track let's go to the next one right here Sure, everybody's heard this. I don't think I've heard it before. <laughs> this is the first time I'm hearing it, Chris. We're not <laughs> gonna take it. <laughs> uh, this is. Um, I remember we we we've, we've had this discussion before, where we've talked about what songs by bands you really like. Are you just tired of hearing <laughs> this is a song that i'm like this is all this one and i want to rock are the only songs you ever hear by this band yeah on the radio yeah god i'm just it's a good song dude but it's I'm very just, cartoonish I'm very cheesy in that sense and also the the music video made i think made this song it was so cartoonish yes so fun so outlandish that people really started to like uh, look at them again when this happened. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, guess what? This song landed on a list. <laughs> the Filthy 15. Can you believe this song is what? on the Filthy 15? We're not going to take it? Yeah. We're not going to take it in the butt? We're not going to take it in my mouth? We're not going to take it no, somewhere? We're not going to take it. It's for violence. That's the reason. The lyrical content was violence. Whatever. Tipper and I'm and I'm sure uh, D says, "Oh, it, we're not gonna take it as you know. Um, I got arrested and uh, I'm not gonna take it. You know, I mean something twist those huh? what it's about. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not what they're taking it is probably about something else. Oh yeah, this is just about we're not gonna take it. We're gonna go to the top. We're not gonna take your bullshit. Yeah, but whatever. Tipper was like, I don't know. I don't know." 
Let's go to the next track. This is one of my favorite tracks on the album. Burn in Hell. Yeah. It's got... Uh, uh, it's, it starts off thick and, and dirty. Dirty. There you go. That's a great word to do that, man. So We're Not Gonna Take It was the first... Um, single. Single from this album. Let me go back here. All right, here we go. We're not going to take it. This was their only top 40 hit. Excuse me. We're not going to take it. It was their only top 40 hit. Number 21. And uh, in the U.S. mainstream rock hit, number seven. Australia, six. New Zealand, number two. Sweden, number 10. And the U.K., 58. Yeah. So, you know, they got real big in the U.K. And then they kind of started to... Yeah. Dwindle off a little bit, but did you notice his singing's a little different? Maybe a little more darker or a little more storytelling. Yeah. On this, it's almost it's more the beginning's a little more spoken wordish. Yes. You're gonna burn in hell. You're gonna burn in hell, dude. You do people wrong. You do you do the wrong thing. You're gonna burn in hell. Sometimes it happens. Uh, I remember walking around in one of those. Remember those handheld tape recorders, tape players? They yes. were like rectangular shaped. That had the pull out handle. I remember listening to that song, thinking I was all cool as a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> With your poison shirt on? I don't know. No, 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 no. I couldn't wear that. <laughs> this is before poison, a little bit. But uh, yeah, dude, the poison shirt. Then I had to return to the store. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. I think that I know that that's during our uh, rock and roll T-shirt fashion episode. <laughs> I believe I tell that story. Thanks for bringing that up. It's great. Burning Hell, great song. Yeah, love it. Love it. Uh, let's go to the next song. You know, I really, really enjoy listening to this song. Um, it's called Horataria. It's kind of got three parts. This little, you know, kind of guitar instrumental part that plays through. And then it has another part called Captain Howdy. And then it's got another part after that called Street Justice. It's almost an eight-minute song. This is a story beginning to end. It's about basically a man that may go and do children's parties. He's Captain Howdy. Almost like a, what was that, Gracie, uh, oh, uh, uh, the, the kid um, murdered, dressed like the clown. And it's this tells you it's a story about a guy who is involved with kids, murders kids. And that's like the whole stay away from Captain Howdy, you're going to wind up dead kind of a thing. Yeah. And then the set part after that is called Street Justice, where he goes to tr- gets arrested, goes to court. He gets released on a technicality. He gets street justice. The people come after him. Do you remember I told you about this um, song before? Uh, we were doing our, our uh, movie soundtracks, and I was saying, hey, Twisted Sister, or G. Schneider wrote a, a horror movie, mm-hmm. which is called Strangeland. Yeah. And this is, this is taken from the time. I mean, this ba- the basis of the song uh-huh. was kind of... The inspiration, the inspiration. The there you go for his movie. That That's great. That I've not seen that movie. I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, I know. You know, but Halloween's coming up pretty soon, man. I we can know. watch it together. Oh yes, we can. 
<laughs> and I told you the soundtrack. Dude, don't really try, cool. don't try to put the covers over me, dude. <laughs> Stay away from my Captain Howdy. Whoa. Um, but I'm gonna give you some street justice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember when I was a kid with this album. I, I not that I didn't like this song, but I just kind of I would flip it over because. The song that's next is a song that I wanted to hear back when I was a kid. So let's go ahead and go to the next track. Got it. But Horataria, 7 minutes, 45 seconds, great song. Bring it up on your Apple or Spotify. You'll love it. Tells a great story. How funny they, they did a um, a song 7 minutes long when most of their stuff is 3 or 4 minutes. Yeah. The next song, yeah, they have two 4-minute songs, 4 plus, and the rest of them are 3-something. Yeah. Uh, I Want to Rock, another song everybody has heard. This one did not go to the Filthy 15, but it did chart um, U.S. 68, U.S. 35, U.S. Mainstream 35, Australia 43, Norway 5, New Zealand 10, and 93 in the U.K. Um, Dude, it, I want to put my fist in the air, man. You know, rock, rock. This single actually did pretty good in Canada. It hit two times platinum in Canada, but you know their numbers are, are smaller than U.S. Yeah, is. definitely. Um, and I want we're not going to take it. Actually, hit gold the single, so five hundred thousand copies single, but it hit eight times platinum in Canada. Okay. So I don't. I'm not sure what the Canada's numbers are. Platinum is probably ten thousand or something <laughs> like that. You know. 20,000 so many you know did 100,000 copies or you want some like insider that. on this on this video yeah okay this video was uh, done at my old no sorry this video was done at my daughter's old high school okay. so it was done at Montebello High School okay uh, we were or I was at, at the time of this um, up the street because I went to uh, a school called Cantwell which was maybe three blocks away from this and we heard somebody found out or I think there was the news you know like KLOS and KMET at the time of the hot radio stations here in LA they were saying that Twisted Sister is going to be in Montebello High School recording their new video I Want to Rock and anybody that wants to be in the video show up and you know and, and be in it and stuff like that but I remember the video this video was recorded at the Montebello High School um at the time, so we, we uh, did you I, go? We didn't go, man. No, I didn't. At the time, you know, dude, I was I went to a Catholic school. Well, man. What, I what, 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 girl, what school is it? High school? What? Yeah. So, if I remember correctly, as I dial back my memory bank, you probably would have had to gone to the show by yourself because wasn't that the point? All your friends started wearing silkies, started wearing their silky shirts. You used to tell me yes. about it. you were you were waving that heavy metal flag. You could have gone to yeah. sister by yourself and said. See you later, Silk Boys. That is true. I could have done that. Yeah, yeah. I remember, remember they would have it unbuttoned like a little bit with their three chest hairs wiggling yeah. out like everybody, this. Everybody started cutting their hair and doing a little foo-foo dance, man. Oh, man. All right, let's go. I love that story, dude. Everybody loves hearing Greg's stories. Let's go to the next song, <laughs> The Price. Another ballad from these guys? How many ballads yeah. do they have? I know, man. dude. But this is a good one. This is See, this is a slow ballad-ish, but it's not talking about Hey, babe, I love you. It's talking about, you know, the price of It's what fame. we like. It's what we like. We like our mid-tempo ballads. This yeah. is a great mid-tempo. Price of fame, price of love, price of living in America. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even want to say it. Uh, I do remember when I saw these guys live at House of Blues, there were people moshing during the song. And the only reason I really remember is because after the song got over, D 
made a comment about like, what do you know, people moshing to a ballad, you know, something like that comment that, that they were, uh, dude, that crowd was live, dude, that crowd was, uh, I didn't expect that from Twisted Sister, they're a little long in the tooth, a little older, but man, they put on an amazing show, at least from what I remember, this was a long time ago, man, I went with Perkins, what's up yeah. Perkins, me and him went to this, it was, it was after they came out with the Christmas album, you know, so, you know, they did a lot of Christmas tunes, yeah. it was during the holiday time, and uh, of course, they did a bunch of their hits and stuff, and this was one of the songs they played. Man, it was great. That's cool, man. And I remember the video for this was them live. Yeah. So it wasn't the cartoonish, like, you know, we're not going to take it. I want to rock. It was like, hey, uh, we're going to shoot you guys live and kind of release it as a single mm-hmm. and a video. Hey, it definitely was a different version of them. Or oh, different yeah. Sound. I, I love, I'm a fan of the live videos. I love them. Yeah. I love the live videos. Let's go to the next song. All right. Oh, by the way, that last song, The Price, uh, mainstream U.S. hit number 19. That's all we did with that one. Um, Don't Let Me Down. It's okay. Uh, It's not my favorite track. I mean, you got got that thumping bass and drum going, but it's okay. They're rocking, man. Yeah, they're rocking. It just rocks this, man. You know, they did come out with a bonus disc. Uh, oh, live tracks or what? Um, early demos, all that kind of stuff. Very short stuff. Um, radio spots, demos, you know that kind of stuff. You didn't tell me who produced this one. Um, let's look. I, wait, where'd it go? Oh, one of our buddies, Tom Warman. Um, that's what it was. Wasn't there a couple special guests on this or no? Uh, not so much on this one, but coming up there are some special guests. Okay. I believe it's on the next album. Our heads are probably in the same place. All right. Um, D. Snyder did write all these, and the Matty have already said that. I don't know. Uh, but I, one thing I did say earlier that I just wanted to emphasize, this album has sold three and a half million. See, as, as popular as... Um, we're not gonna take it, and and I want to rock. Is three million? I would have figured it. I would have figured you said you would have said seven or eight. Really? It was. This was. These guys were popular, man. Yeah. Now, those songs are popular. I mean, you can just like, hey, man, uh, do you remember Twin Sister? Oh, the I want to rock guys. Yeah. Oh, I would. I'll take it. They're gonna be known for that, not you know, under the blade and. But still, for an album that came out in '84. Uh, yeah, dude. Three and a half million is a lot yeah, for mid eighties. Released May tenth, nineteen eighty four, to be exact. Sounds good. Uh, let's go to the next song. All right. I like this one, the Beast. You know what? A little different I, sound I on was, it. Well, yeah, I was gonna say that this song. I mean, kind of stay hungry, like you know, like you said, stay hungry. To with our fire in our eyes, it still has that. The Beast sounds like. Stay hungry, I'm the beast. That mm-hmm. kind of feel to it, like, you know, almost a concept type thing where, hey, there's the beast and we're staying hungry. Yeah. It's the nature of the beast. Yeah. Or the number of the beast. Isn't it? Right? Nice little chugging along. Where you can hear his, his vocals just kind of being really uh, aggressive. Oh, yeah. 
But Hogan. This, but this, the, with a title like The Beast, you got to come out with something. You know, um, <clears throat> these guys also made an appearance in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> uh, playing, the, you remember that part when he's in the studio, like at a movie studio towards the end, he's trying to find his bike still yeah. or whatever, and a band is playing, they're playing Burn in Hell. <laughs> and man, they have to stop playing because he like goes through their video, music video scene or whatever, dude. So it's good. Love it, dude. Love it. Cool. All right, bring me to the last song. Let's go. Love this song. SMF. In case you're wondering what that means, it means sick motherfuckers. So what are <laughs> sick motherfuckers? I'll tell you. <laughs> so Twit's sister came out with a fan club. Okay. And they named it after <laughs> their fans. Instead of calling it the Twisted Sister Fan Club, they said it's uh, the sick motherfucking friends of Twisted Sister. That was the name of their fan club. Over the years, it just got shortened down. Their fans are are sick motherfuckers, SMFs. (laughs) You're an SMF. I love it, dude. What a great song for their fans. Yeah. Uh, You got to give it to them, dude. D could write a song, man. Well, put great in, sing-along chorus. Yes. Great sing-along chorus. I, I was going to say, so prior to releasing this album, right, and then just doing, hey, we have fans, we have some hardcore fans, I love, sick motherfuckers. But, I mean, after this album was released and all, like, the popularity of it, you know, these people are like, no, 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 if you weren't part of this version of us, these are the hardcore ones. Now you guys, yeah, we love you and thank you for your money, but... The hardcores are still over here. That's true, but you know what else? Some people weren't allowed to be a hardcore because they didn't live in that New York area. How are you supposed to know who, know who they were if you were living in, you know, Wyoming or North Dakota no, true, or, true, or, true. or Oregon or something like that? And you know, it, yeah, if you're a fan of a band when you see them in their infancy and you see them blow up, you're kind of like, ah, like they're mine. Yeah. yeah so, but you kind of get to share it with the world. Yes. Uh, great album. We wanted, you know, that was their big seller. That was number one for them, for sure, by by a landslide. Just a few quick things here. Metal Rules ranked this the number five of their top 50 glam albums. Loudwire in 2016 had this number six in their top 30 hair metal albums, and uh, Shitheads Rolling Stone had it number 76 of their greatest metal albums of all time. Rolling Stone. <laughs> Not a fan. Unless unless they say something I like. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to the next album. All right. The next album is Come Out and Play. So you did hear a little bit of the opening track on this one. Yeah, yeah. When we started our episode. Yeah, let's go ahead and see if we can fast forward a little bit to about right here. There we go. All right. This is kind of about where we left off in the beginning. Come Out and Play, the title track. This album cover, dude, I remember this album cover. And of course, it's spray painted Twisted Sister. Come out and play. It's got a manhole cover, green light coming out from under it, girl's hand with nails and gloves. Do you remember the cover with the lift up? Mm-hmm. You thought it was a woman under there. And then you would lift up the manhole cover, and it was D. Snyder <laughs> underneath the manhole in his pink and black, glory, yeah. blonde, curly hair. And it was just like, oh my God, dude, this is awesome. And then you heard the first song that they released off the album. Dude, right here, great opening track. 
come out Wait and play. Wait a minute, but this wasn't the... Okay, yeah. The great opening track on the great album. I'm not single. I'm not album. talking... Okay, okay. Great opening track. Um, fast, aggressive, different sound than their first two albums. Um, different sound than the Stay Hungry opener. Um, just fast. Yeah. And I'm actually kind of... When I listen to the album as a whole, I'm surprised they didn't do as well or carry their career a little better. But then when you kind of what you guys will hear when you hear the singles they released out you're gonna find out why people were like what the fuck are they doing because if they would have been coming I, out with shit like this it would have been like well yeah they're still rocking I'm glad you said that because I totally feel that and I think we're on the same wavelength on that one then. so I'm digging this I like it as an opener you're right you got me rocking you got me hard and heavy mm-hmm. making me feel good uh, on this man so take me to the next one so we can talk about this shit oh my gosh so all tracks on this album are written by D. Snyder, except for this one, which was uh, a Shangri-La's song called Leader of the Pack. The Leader of the Pack. Yes, that song. Um, I, like how, I like how they're talking right here in the beginning. Hey, you really going there? Yeah, man, forget about it. Hey, you guys, what's going on over here? I can't take them seriously talking like that. I'm trying to get all tender. <laughs> D, dude, but dude. D's voice is on point, dude. But the okay. song is just uh, okay. Uh, I, I agree with you. His voice is on point. And then what they do? They did another uh, crazy live. Uh, I mean, a crazy out of control video for this. Yep. That just drove it into the ground. Yeah. The- when when I saw this video and I saw this, I already thought they were cartoonish. From I oh, we're not gonna take it, and I want to rock. I already thought they were that type of band. Now you have even more. You know, leader of the pack kind of bullshit where it's just over the top, too cartoonish. And to me, this is where Twisted Sister made a mistake. Yep. I believe that this single, the next single, were too much listening to the record company and said, hey, no, you got to do, you got to go crazier. Go crazier on your video. Go funnier. Go funnier. There you go. Thank you, Chris. Go funnier. Go, go fun. Make it out crazy. We're gonna do, do this. And what did it do? It drove it into the ground. Now, did this album, on sales wise, do anything? Did what? Say uh, album sales. Album sales, uh, five hundred thousand. So gold, a minor success, but not compared to three and a half million. Not compared to three and a half million. I'm okay if you move on to this next song because this is crap. Um, <laughs> we we are gonna we are gonna move on. Thank you. Move and, on. Uh, yeah. There's no malarkey here. I like this beginning, right? Love it. Great. Um, this was actually the third track. Okay. Uh, as a single, it was released from this album. Uh, it didn't really do any chart. Oh, in the UK, it charted 163. <laughs> um, see, not it, it's you get come out and play the leadoff track. Uh, let me, you know, because we were kind of skipping around. Let me make sure I get the order here correct. So yes, come out and play the leadoff track of the album, the yeah. opener, leader of the pack, track two. We we played second. This is actually track number three. So now you're back to Twisted Sister to to music, and this is one of those songs. That I don't ever remember hearing on the album because it was like leader of the pack member. I'm a kid. This is 86, 85. 
I don't have disposable income. I'm like nine, ten years old. If I'm listening and I hear Leader of the Pack, I'm not going to go buy your fucking album because I'm going to think it's all shit. They would have been leading off with something like this or Come Out and Play or The Fire Still Burns or some shit like right. that. I'm going to be like, hell yeah, I'm in. It would have been 500,001 albums sold. But when I heard Leader <laughs> of the Pack, I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't do it. I'm going to pivot. Where's Poison? Boom. Look what the cat dragged in. I'll get that instead. Or have your friends dub it. Dub it. Reverse. <laughs> Side one on two and two on one. But yeah, the, I, I like this song. I, I like the song too. Sing along really, course. Really in their sing along courses, they, sounds, all of them are like that. It's great. Twitched Sisters, uh, Realm, Regine, however you want yeah. to say it, man. All right, let's go to the so next. Good. Let's go to the next one. All right. This is The Fire Still Burns. See? This is, uh, there you go, man. So you, you still got that. You, heaviness. No, I'm hearing heavy. Yeah. You know, just on some of their <laughs> albums. A lot of their albums. Some of them you get that singles. Some of them you get a slow a ballad-ish. And mm. then, you know, you get some heaviness in, in Twisted Sister. And this song works, too. You know, the fire still burns. You know, they may be saying, stay hungry on, on we're staying hungry on this album. Now we got a little rich. We got a little money in our pockets. Hey, this lets you know the fire still burns in my heart. The fire still burns in my eyes. fire still burns when I pee. You know, something like that. Anything else. It Just, sounds good, though. So, you know, dude, so they did a world tour to support this album uh it was a total fucking fiasco low attendance low ticket sales so low in some cities they just canceled the concert uh their original drummer left the band following the tour and uh uh, you know after their next album they kind of disbanded uh but this was kind of the beginning of the end and i see it like like yeah i see it too i see it and i think that the you know probably the label pushing them to yeah. hey no you got to do this that was funny let's push it up a notch when no let's they should have just kept doing the twisted sister thing and i do know leader of the pack this wasn't a new song that they had never done just for the album i know that there are some of um of them doing it way back in the day when they were still in their club days they did cover this song so it wasn't a song they were unfamiliar with but not only leader of the pack should have been like the last song or the second to last song never released as a single don't do a video for it maybe even put a live version remember on the girls 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 album yeah a live version of jailhouse, jailhouse rock, rock. Was the last track should have done a live version of that to show hey this isn't just a song we do in the, st- in the studio to throw it on there we've been doing this song they're the pack live from 83 at the marquee club or some shit like that oh that's awesome they did it live from back in the day i don't need to see a fucking single with a shitty video sorry d you know, you know, was it you know, motorcycle or they had, they went from their. Remember, they're turning like down, down, like yeah. all them turning thing. I'm like, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. That's <sighs> what I said. That was shit. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to the next song. All right. This is Bruce Springsteen. I think I'm. Right. This is the wrong album. Oh my god, dude! This was their second release. Be cruel to your school, featuring many. Contributing artists. Let's go down the laundry list. Can I can I name one? Yes. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper, co-lead vocals, baby. You ready for some more? Yeah. Brian Setzer plays the guitar solo on this song. Oh, okay, cool. You ready for another one? Guess who played piano? Uh Elton John. No, no. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Okay, and guess who plays saxophone? 
the big man from the E Street Band, Clarence oh, really? Clemens. Oh, okay, I didn't know his name. And the Uptown Horns, which is like a four-piece, you know, baritone saxophone, saxophone, trombone. I, I might as well say their name. Uh, Crispin Chio, Arno Hecht, uh, Bob Funk, and Paul Literal. And then Julie Waters and Maxine Waters doing the backing vocals. What the fuck? See, this song is the same thing. They didn't need it, Chris. No. They didn't need it. It's too crazy, too pop, too honky-tonk, too funny. Like, hey, we're going to have Alice Cooper and all these other, all these guys do piano and blah, 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 blah. It sucks. I, I Take it fucking out. I don't know what you just said, but I agree with it all. And also, yeah, there's no need for this to be on here. See, here comes Alice. Alice couldn't even save him. None of those guys. Um, let's, and this was their second single. This And this video got banned from MTV because of its violence or whatever was in it. Oh, because they're destroying the school maybe? Yeah. All right, let's go to the next song, for Christ's sake. Oh, thank God. See, guys, listen. You know you're not going to get... You're not going to get sugarcoat. You're not going to get us... Uh, we're going to tell you what we think. We went on the one album, loved it, fucking hated it, loved it, loved it, fucking hated it. You know, King of Fools, a little mid-tempo uh, song. Um, <clears throat> this is the closer, right? This was the closer. This was a bonus track if you had the cassette or CD. Oh. So uh, Killer Be Killed uh, was the, if you had the LP, if you had cassette or CD format, this was the last song. Nice little mid-tempo um, you, you hear those little in your headphones. You can hear those little yeah, noises was, they were going in the beginning. So it's just a nice little something to add a little thickness, a little depth, a little something different. Um, six and a half minutes. So yeah, it couldn't go on the LP. You didn't have enough room. Um, of course, if, let's see. Leader of the Pack was three forty-eight. Recruited to school was three. Yeah, they would have taken those off. It would have fit on there perfectly. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, who produced it? Um, producer is Dieter Dirks. Okay, I don't know who he is. Um, he, and I didn't know either, and so I looked. He produced, like, all the Scorpions, and he produced, uh, like, Accept, were, like, probably the two biggest bands that he wow. was doing those albums. Good town, man. Yeah. Like, I went through, I went to his, uh... The wiki page, uh-huh. dude. The producing, engineering, arranging—it was probably like fifty-something albums, dude. So he's been doing it. He did okay. Those two songs sucked, but if you take away the fact they suck, they sound good. They're produced well, so it all sounds good. So he did a good job of producing. It's just that the song selection for those two was bad. Yeah, this sounds great, dude. That turned people off. I remember being turned off because of yeah. Made me uh, kind of forget about him. Yeah. Because I don't even really remember anything from the next album at all. Um, Hot Love was probably the only song I remember uh, just off the top of my head. Here you go. Two other people doing backing vocals on this album. Before we go to the next album. Okay. Uh, Gary Holland and Don Dawkin. Get out of town. Donnie Dawkin? Don Dawkin. No, I'm not surprised because Don, I guess was big in Germany, so if this is a German type of producer, da, man, they might have um, And then so, yeah. the Scorpions can know he was Don was buddies with the Scorps. There you go, dude. I it all link, comes man. around. It all comes together. Six degrees of friends through Don Dowkin. Um, 
Okay, so uh, Australia 56, Canada 36, Norway 11, Sweden 10, UK 95, US 53, uh, leader of the pack, charted on the mainstream US at 32. Dude, you, don't, you don't talk about that. UK talk at 47. I don't want to hear uh, And then uh, it also charted in the US at 53. Uh, so, yeah, leader of the pack made it to number 53. It almost got it to the top 40, bro. <laughs> Holy Moses, dude. Let's go to the next album. Love is for Suckers. I'm Opening track, Wake Up, The Sleeping Giant. Okay, so we we heard Come Out and Play. We know that. And I, I to be honest, Chris, I think that's a shit album. Okay. From Twisted Sisters catalog of the five. We, we, it's my least favorite of them all. Okay. I agree. We're agreeing on that one. So with the cover of this... It's a girl sucking on a lollipop. So it's kind of already tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. in your thinking. So to me, as a kid or teenager, is it is it going to be the same thing? Like, come out and play? Like, are they just – did they carbon copy it? Or are they do something else? So I really didn't put this album or in in my list until we were doing home. And actually, you brought this you brought this song up to me and said I found it on accident, just kind of go, listening. Did you have you heard this? And I was like, no. And you're like, put the song in, you're gonna love it. And I did. I think I on the way home, I was cranking and going, damn, this was a good song. Yeah. It, it had a great feel to it and made me feel something. So, as an opening track, on point. Damn, every album that that's that's Twisted Sisters has had. The opening track, really good. They know how to put, they know how to put a song, or they know how to start their album right. Even though we didn't think "Come On Play" was the best, but it still, as a whole, first track sounded good. Now this sounds fucking great. Wake yeah. up, the sleeping giant. Yeah, I love it. That's dude. saying that you know maybe in you or him or the band was asleep. You you want to wake me up, PMRC? You want to wake me up, something else? That's exactly what it was. Who it was directed at? It was what was this song was directed at the PMRC. See, you want to wake me up, PMRC? You're gonna wake up the sleeping giant, and I'm a giant. And this is a, uh, uh, I dude, I love this song. Yeah, I I'm love this you. song. Um, when they went on tour, they played about seven songs from this album, right? And then when they after this, you know, they broke up. Um, and when they kind of got back together, they didn't play a lot of any songs from this because it was very, they hated each other at this point. Right. They're in the recording. They wanted it. This was supposed to be a solo album for D. This was supposed to be a solo oh. album. The record company says, no, you need to release it as a Twisted Sister album so it'll sell records. No one's going to buy a D Snyder by yourself. So they forced them all to get back together, record the album, try to tour. None of that went well. They broke up shortly after that. I think that they ended the tour they said we're done and two days later he left the band he said i'm leaving the band um i'm gonna go so, right so, i'm gonna go right a uh, yeah. movie so it, when they got back together when then when they got back together you know the decade later to 20 years later um they didn't play any songs from this album because they felt like maybe it'll bring back bad memories they finally after being begged by their fans to play more songs from all their albums they've added this one to their set list this is the one song they added and it's it's the best it's song. It's yeah. the best song on the on the on the album. It's great. It's a good build up, <laughs> yeah. and it has it. Man, it has a good message on there. Like you know, we got the numbers, we got the fight. You want to wake us up, Chris? Dynamite! <laughs> All right, let's go to the next song. <laughs> 
This was the only single from uh, uh, this album. This album, and you know what? D Rit wrote all the trucks, tracks except for there's two tracks: uh, "Love Is for Suckers," which uh, Marky Carter and D Snyder wrote together, and then "I Want This Night to Last Forever." Mark Tanner, Marnie Wagner, and D Snyder. So he wrote everything. He had a couple co-writers on a couple songs, but basically, it's all him. This song's all him. This song is, so what, we're talking about July 87. This is more kind of conforming to what music sounded like in 1987. Yeah. I like this song. I really dig it. It's a lot different than what we just heard. It's glossy. It's glammy. It's hair bandy. We're talking about hot love, bro. I love this song. It's, <laughs> it's almost like... The guilty pleasure of this album. Yeah. Oh my god, hot love. You're not supposed to like that song, but I love it. I'll put it on in secret. Yeah. Oh god. I I want to agree with that. I, it does have a different sound to them, you know, um, and it, good. I I think it's funny that we talked about it that way. And this was the single, right? This was the single. Is this the only single on the album? This, uh, yeah, I believe it's the only single. Yeah, because they got, probably got um, pissed off. At oh it. wait, no. Th- this was um, this charted number 31 U.S. Main. Love is for suckers. Um, which is the next song we'll hear okay. was also released, but it didn't didn't chart at all. Yeah. Man, I love this. I like the video, the video for this song. Remember, he's at like a. Uh, I think I saw a, it once. He's at a car, it. like a like fifties. I got this thing with like fifties okay. and sixties. A car race out in the middle of the woods or whatever on this dirt road, and then a girl is racing in one of the cars, and D's like, "Oh my God, hot love! I got to follow her." You think he's following the girl, getting glimpses of her. She sees him. She's ignoring him. No. The hot love he has is for the car. She like gets out or some shit at the end, and he's she thinks he's gonna come talk to her, and he just walks right past her and starts looking at the car like all <laughs> hot love for this car, dude. It's like fucking twisted sister tricking us, dude. But that was it. That's that was. But that's 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 a different kind of comedy than what they had in all that other stuff. That was kind of like ah, oh, D, you got me. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying about how smart he is yep. in, in saying this. Like you're making me crazy, hot love because I want the car, not yeah. the lady, which we you would normally think that that's what's happening. Yep. All right. Good stuff, man. Let's go to the next one. Yeah. This is title track. Love is for suckers. Man, and there's names all over this album that we know. All over this album. Um. I put this on. It was a second release. Title track. Um, you know, you better give me some titles, man. Stop teasing me. It's not necessarily my favorite, but I want to put it on there because it was a single release. We can touch over it. It's all right, but let's listen to some while I'll talk over it. How's that? All right. So, um, AJ Perro did not play on this album. Like I said, he left after the last one. Uh, Joey Franco was a drummer. Joey Franco. Guess what his nickname was? Uh, Joey, Joey F. Seven. (laughs) Do you know why? He was the seventh drummer in the Yep, in the- that's exactly why. He was the seventh <laughs> drummer in the band, so his nickname was Seven. Joey Seven Franco. I love it. Hey, guess who? Um, okay, contrib- but, but before go you go to, was Joey Seven in another band? Do we know him from something else? Or he's just some um, dude? He was in just- a band called the Good Rats in the late 70s. Okay. Okay. I don't know who they are. Um, go ahead, pass on. Here we go, dude. Additional guitars and, and uh, additional shouts. Reb. Beach from Winger, yeah, get out of town right before Winger formed. 
I got, I'll give you um, keyboards and backing vocals. Bo Hill. Bo, Bo Hill? Bo Hill. From he, Warrant Fame? He, also pro- he was also the producer. Oh. So they went big sound. Big, big sound. He did Rat too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, let's let's go to the night. See a little tongue in cheek spoken word. Oh, like he'll break up with his girl. I'll get out of here, and she's like, and he's like, you'll do what? Oh, you will. Huh. In your heels? Oh, let's go. <laughs> Fucking D, dude. Hilarious. All right, let's go to the next song. Say, hey, not here. Jump in the bag. <laughs> this song is called Tonight. Uh, track five. Last song on side one. Tonight we need a lover. Tonight. Tonight, tonight. Need a lover tonight. Oh, yeah, that's crew. <laughs> Uh, here we go with another backing vocals. Jimmy Chalfont, Steve Whiteman, and Kip Winger. Yeah, that, oh, because he was buddies with probably Alice Cooper, right? Alice sang on the last yeah. album. So you got Kip, Alice, you got Kip, you got Reb on this, right before they formed Winger. Okay. Right before Winger kind of formed. Here's one that I don't think in a million years, or even a billion years, you, me, or the nation would have guessed or known. I don't know what's going on. They have something called additional shouts. I guess people going like, hey, yeah. Luke Perry is listed (laughs) as one of the people doing additional shouts. Jungle Boy's dad? I guess. See, I like this, of course. Catchy. It's a little something different. Um, want to throw it on there because I wanted to kind of show, you know, they do a lot of different stuff on this album, but I had to throw that one on there. Let's go to the next song. Okay. This the next song is called I Want This Night to Last Forever. Um, Mid tempo. I like it. I would have said, you think uh, ballad ish? Um, I don't think it's a ballad. It's more of a mid tempo. He's just talking about, hey, I'm having a good time tonight. Oh, okay. I want it to last forever. I'm out partying. I'm having a good time. Just, I just really like it's got a good groove. Okay, okay. So a good song. You can relate anything. Song, you can relate like anything you're doing in the night, and you want it to last forever. Got it. I'm with my boys. I'm with a girl. I'm at a party. I'm studying for my SATs. You want it to last forever because you don't want to take that fucking test because you're scared yeah. shitless. Yeah. I'm hanging out with a dog. Yeah. Rambo, we're hanging out with you. <laughs> oh, he came out. He came hey. out. He said, you guys done yet? Oh. Almost. Make sure that. Unfortunately. Me. When we record and people are listening to our podcast, they sing this song. They want the night to last forever. They want to listen to the Big Talk podcast all night long. Yeah. See, I like this little... You're in the crowd? I mean, I love it, dude. You got everybody singing in the background. It's a fun song. Yeah, it definitely is. Again, a song I never remember hearing. Pleasant surprise again. Listen to me now. Oh, I thought he was going to rap. Hey, huh. you. Boom, chicka Yeah. Let's go to the next song. <laughs> I got to tell you again, dude. They don't do a lot of ballads, but when they do, they do them good. I'm not going to sit here and say they are the greatest, my new favorite in ballads, but they're putting out some high quality. Like Waterboy would say, it's high quality. <laughs> it's high quality. It's high quality. Yes, you will. 
You're all that I need. I, I, great song, cool. dude. I really like this. I was surprised. I could have seen. You know, it talks about him. Hey, I have you're my one girl. I want to be with you. I'm touring. I'm traveling. I'm seeing all these other people, but you're the one that I need. I could, I could have seen this released as a single. I really could have. I see it as a live video, little backstage stuff. How they're all lonely and lonesome and shit. Um, kind of like wanted dead or alive. Like a wanted crosses with. Um, every rose has its thorn. Ooh, dude, I really like this chorus. Hold on, let's listen to it. Pleasant surprise, another pleasant surprise. Exactly, his vocals on point too, man. He still has, and like I said, from the from that first album to this album, his vocals are has been very consistent on all over. I like it. Um, let's just go over quick uh, a couple things. Let's go some charting. Australian eighty two, Canada seventy eight, Germany fifty nine, Norway eleven, Sweden forty three, Swiss seventeen. Here you go, Swiss entering the game. UK 57, US 74. Um, Hot Love hit number 31 on the mainstream, and that was it for Twisted Sister. That's it, baby. Um, they did release that Christmas album, a bunch of compilation albums. Let me go to the next track. It's called Yeah, Right. Um, but basically, that's it. You know, they had the big Stay Hungry album, three and a half million, a couple 500, 500. It's kind of like a mountain, like they built up to the mountain and then they went down. Yeah. Um, great live band. You can find out they have a lot of live albums out there because I was really like their bread and butter. Okay. The drumming doesn't it sound like I want candy. Yep. I want candy. Yeah. No, don't, don't. Love don't, is for don't. suckers. Candy. Maybe. There you go. Um, but you know, overall and all, this was a great journey. Yeah. It reminds me of like when we did the Wasp. I didn't listen to a lot of them. I'm glad we did this one. We're going to be doing some more bands that we aren't hundred percent familiar with. So you really get our honest firsthand take unmolested by our history or love or emotional relationships with the music. It just right. comes out like we like it or we don't like it. Um, we'll do some more of that in the future. Twisted sister, check them out. There's a lot of good stuff out there, guys. I hope you enjoyed just as much as we did. Let us know at BigTalkCG.podcast on TikTok and Instagram. At BigTalk, excuse me, BigTalkCG at gmail.com. At BigTalkCG on Twitter, Facebook, the Big Talk Nation. We want to hear from you. Let us know what you think about this, what you want to hear in the future. It's all killer. Greg, take them out. All right, guys. This is Greg from Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for going on this journey with Twisted Sister. Thank you for listening to all our fun, exciting talk about some songs, different songs, how we, we crack up on all the stuff we do. We definitely love you, and thank you for listening for and to us cracking up. See ya.